So we're already uh, holding on the third day of the Aserah Simei Tshuva, Sam Gedalia. The Mishnah brings down from the Arizal that during the Aserah Simei Tshuva, during the intermediary days, the seven days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you have seven days, a person could be Masakein. For instance, today is Wednesday, you could be Masakein all the Wednesdays of your entire life. By acting properly today, by doing Tshuva today, you could be Masakein the entire, not just for this past year, if you look up the uh, source of it, the Arizal says you can be masakin all the Wednesdays for the entire, your entire life. Thursday, you can be masakin all the Thursdays for your entire life. Friday, and so forth. So the days of the Aser Simei Tshuva are very valuable days. The Shari Tshuva even writes, Rabbeinu Yoyna writes in the Shari Tshuva, that a uh, person we should minimize the amount of uh, business he does. The Arizal even says he should treat the Aserus Yimei Tshuva like Chalamoyed. They only do Davar HaAvad. may not be on that Madriga, but nevertheless, to, we have to bear in mind to take advantage of these days. A Jew cannot pass through the Aserus Yimei Tshuva without being a changed person. In fact, we know, we say, there's a Pasuk, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. God is the uh, Mikveh of Klal Yisrael. The purification of Kal Yisrael. It's very interesting. You know, a mikvah has 40 sa. Right? 40 sa. How many lug are in a mikvah? Well, you have six egg, six bayim in a lug. You have four lug in a kav. You have six kav in a sa. So if there are four lug in a kav and six kav in a sa, that means there are 24 lug per sa. Measurement. That means in a mikvah of 40 sa, how many lugim do you have? You have tatkas. Right? This is brought down in uh, Yaradea, in, uh, in mikvahis. The Shulchanach, the Mechaber, brings down tatkas uh, lugin in a mikvah. You have 960 lugin in a mikvah. Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. Who is the mikvah of Klai Yisrael, the Rebani Shalalem? How does He purify us? These days. Right? These days are our purification. The Bnei Yisascha writes, you take the numerical value of Tishrei, right? Tough is 400, Shin is 300, that's 700, Reish is 200, it's another 900, Yod is 10, 910. But then, we once learned from the Shlach HaKadosh that not only do Hebrew letters have Gematria, Nekudais also have Gematria. So if you take the word Tishrei, you have a Shva, two dots under the Tav, now, how much is a dot worth? A dot is, is like a yud. Right? It's like a pintala, right? It's a yud. So two dots is 20. You have under the, the um, right, under the tuff, excuse me, you have one dot. Chirik. Tishrei is one dot. Under the shin is two dots. Under the resh is two dots. A total of five dots. What's a kamatz? Kamatz, we said, right, is like a vav and a yud. Because, right, it, if you actually look in the old uh, Aleph Bay's books, Kamatz, right? Not the way they have it in the new books. The, new, the, the way they have it in the new books is like a, a, a line, a vertical line, and a, a horizontal line, and a vertical line, right? But the real way to make a Kamatz is a horizontal line and a dot, a circle underneath. A Kamatz has a numerical value of 16. Okay, we once spoke about that. But if you take the word Tishrei, numerical value of Tishrei is 960. Why? It represents the fact that Tishrei serves as a mikvah for Klal Yisrael. It's a, purifi- it's a purification for Klal Yisrael. And 
it is impossible. Actually, the opinion of the Yushalmi, for those who learn Yeradeya, there's a rule that Beria Leibatal Afilu Ba'elef. If you have, you know, if let's say a person's eating uh, chicken soup and a piece of uh, schmaltz of a pig falls in the soup, guess what you could do? Continue eating. It's Batal Bashishim. Yeah? But if you're eating, you have a cholent and a mouse fell in somewhere and the mouse is not chopped up, Beria Afilu Ba'elef Leibatal. Yeah? That's the opinion of the Bavli. The Yushalmi disagrees. The Yushalmi says, Beria, an, an entity, is Batal in 960. The opinion of the Yushalmi is that Beria, an, an entity, is Batal in 960 times. So that's the idea. As we pass through the month of Tishrei, you can't leave the same way you came in. It's impossible. You know, you come in a certain way, it's impossible for the month of Tishrei not to have a profound effect on a Jew. Rav Pam used to say over that often as we embark on the road of tshuva, we, get, we feel very down. We feel depressed sometimes. It's very hard for a human being to change. Very hard to change. Yeah, you develop certain habits. You get into a certain rut. Very hard to change. And a person, sometimes he's miyayish. So come on, you know. Last year I was the same way, and the year before nothing happened, and two years ago, I'm basically the same way I was, you know, for the last who knows how long. Very hard for a person to change. So Rav Pam used to say over in the name of Rav Tzvi Hersh, the son of Rav Yitzhak Achanan Spector. He himself, the son of Rav Yitzhak Achanan, was the Avbezin of Kavna, and he made a very interesting diuk in the Mishnah at the end of Yuma. We know, right? Everybody knows on like Ba'imer. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Ashrechem Yisrael. Lifnei mi atem mitarin, umi mitareschem. Right? Who do we purify ourselves before? Who purifies us? Avichem Shabbat Shemayim God. Now the Mishnah cites two psukim. Shenemar. Right? Like the Pasuk says like this. Now, many people are not familiar with both of the psukim because the song takes out one of the psukim. Right? We, we just say, V, Aymer, V, Aymer, Mikveh, Yisrael, HaShem, right? But we don't say the first Pasuk. The Pasuk says like this. If you look in the Mishnah, it says like this. Shenemar, Bizarakti Aleichem, Mayim Tahirim, Utehartem. HaShem says, I will sprinkle on you the purifying waters and you will become purified. V, Aymer, and another Pasuk, Mikveh, Yisrael, HaShem, God is the mikvah of the Jewish people. In other words, the, the Mishnah is saying, who purifies us? We banish oil. And we bring down two psukim. Pasuk number one is, Vizarakti aleichem tahirim utahartem. I will sprinkle on you the purifying waters and I'll purify you. Ve'oimer, and another pasuk, mikveh Yisrael, Hashem, God is the mikvah of Klai Yisrael. The Mishnah is talking about two distinct types of Tahara, purification. You have something called Mayim Tahirim, and then you have something called a Mikvah. What's the difference? Mayim Tahirim was the initial stage of Tahara. Mayim Tahirim is, you have a guy who became Tamei Mes, let's say. The first step of Tahara is, he needs the Mayim Tahirim. Now, one second. How do you purify yourself with the Mayim Tahirim? If the Mayim Tahirim merely touched the tip of your finger, it did its job. If it touched the edge of, a, of your hair, it, you, it did its job. That's all it needs to do. It just, you, all you need is Nagia Kalshahi. All you need is the slightest contact with the Mayim Tahirim and your Tahar. 
Then you have something called... Now, if somebody who touches a Mayim Tahirim, that's only the initial stage of Tahara. You still need the final stage of Mikvah. Now, let's talk about a Mikvah. Let's say a person goes in the Mikvah, and he's toival 90% of his body. His head is sticking out of the Mikvah. Doesn't do anything. Let's say a person goes to the Mikvah, and his pinky is sticking out of the Mikvah. Doesn't do anything. Let's say a person goes to the Mikvah, and one hair is sticking out of the Mikvah just a little bit, Eh, eh, doesn't do anything, right? You didn't do anything. That's a major difference between the Mayim Tahirim and the Mikvah. Mayim Tahirim, all you need to do is you need Nagiya Kosher, you just need to touch it. Mikvah, you need your entire body to be submerged in the Mikvah. Why do you need both? It's two stages of Tahara for certain kinds of Tummah, severe kinds of Tummah. Needs Mikvah. Needs Mikvah, finally, but you also need the Mayim Tahirim in the beginning of either the paraduma or other processes. They, these are two types of tara. You have the Mayim Tahirim and you have the Mikvah. So says the son of Rabbi Yitzhak Ochanan Spector, there are two types of tshuva. The first type of tshuva the Ramam talks about, the guy, the Ramam says, yesterday he was metuav, he was, he was despised, he was disgusting, he was meruchak, he was a rasha, and today he became a different man. He completely turned around his life. He changed everything. Now all of a sudden, he comes to Minyan three times a day and he learns whenever he can and he changes the way he talks to people and he changes what he talks about and he changes... He completely transformed his entire personality. That is one kind of tshuva and that's the goal. Ultimately, we want to completely change ourselves. But that's a very high level. Not so easy to completely transform your entire personality overnight just through the Yom and Aram. Nah, who could do that really? Completely change everything? Fix up all your averas? Correct all your chatan? But that's the ultimate level of tshuva. That kind of tshuva is analogous to the mikvah. Where if you want to be successful at that tshuva, you need to completely submerge yourself in the tshuva process. However, lest the person think it's all or nothing, the person may think, you know what? I can't do that kind of tshuva. Who are you kidding? I tried that. 10 years ago and 9 years ago and 8 years ago and 7 years and it didn't work. So lest the person think that the only way to do tshuva is mikvah. So the Mishnah gives us a little bit of a ray of hope. What does the Mishnah say? There's another kind of tshuva. It's called the Mayim Tahirim. All you need to do is Nagiya Kalshihi. All you need to do is take one little area of your life, whatever it may be, everybody knows on their level, an area that they could change and make a small correction and... This year, a person makes a Kabbalah, whatever it is. They say Rav Shach once made a Kabbalah, that this year, he's going to bench the first bracha of benching from a bencher when he's home. <laughs> That's a very small Kabbalah, right? We're not talking about, you know, completely changing into a tzaddik gummer over and Maybe that's the only thing he needed, he had left to do. But that's the concept. The idea, there are two types of tshuva. <coughs> The ideal tshuva is you completely, right? Complete makeover. But there's another, another type of tshuva which also can be successful in purifying a person and that is you take one small thing. This year, I'm going to learn 10 extra minutes every week. But not just, you know, some kind of... Su- no! You write it down on a piece of paper and no matter what, you got to keep to it. It's got to be serious. It's got to be a serious commitment. But a small couple... This year... I'm going to daven Mariv with a minion once a week. This year, I'm going to one hour a week 
I'm going to be careful. Everything I say, I'm not going to speak Lashon Hara. Are you a new person? No, you're not a new person. Are you complete tzaddik? No, you're not a complete tzaddik. But are you begeder oisei tshuva? When we draw the line in the sand and we say, are you a person who did tshuva or are you a person who didn't do tshuva? You make it, right? You pass the test. At least you're begeder oisei tshuva. You are among the class of people who did tshuva. You did something and who knows? You never know where it could take you. If a person at least accepts upon himself one small, real, significant change, who knows where that could lead him? An amazing thing, you know, we started talking about a, a new system of gematria where the nikudos have gematria, right? I'll tell you a, a new system. I call this, you know, the na na nachman system of gematria. Right? You ever see the bumper stickers? Na, na, nachman, nachman, Yeah, what's that all about, right? So, without getting into their philosophy, there was a great man by the name of Rab Shamshin Meyashtapolya. Now, he was a tremendous makubal who was a, a um, contemporary of the Shach. By the way, the Ramchal writes about Rab Shamshin Meyashtapolya that during the Xeros of Tach Vatat, Rab Shamshin Meyashtapolya made a She'elas Chaloim. He uh, requested via the heavens why this is happening. And the Sitra Achra, this is what the Ramchal writes, at the end of Masil Sasharim, in the Derech Eitz Chaim, they told Rav Shem if you are Mevatel, Shabbos, Brismila, and Torah, we will stop murdering Jews. That's what the forces of evil said. It's printed in the Ramchal. And Rav Shem said, no, 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 we, we can't. Brismila, maybe, Shabbos, maybe, but not one Kutsa Shoyod. Okay, and there's a whole story we uh, spoke out by the Siam about Rav Shem But in any event... Rav Shamshim reveals the following great revelation. We know, Gedoyla Tshuva, Tshuva is great, Shemagas Ad Kisei HaKavad. Right? By the way, Isaac, you know this, right? How fast does light travel? Fast. Good answer. 186,000 miles per second. I don't know meters. I don't, 186,000 miles per second. Yeah? Now, traveling at that speed, you know how long, right? 186,000 miles per second. How long would it take you to get to the sun? I don't know, like eight minutes, right? Traveling at the speed of 186,000 miles per second, it would take you something like eight, nine, that's how fast, that's how long it takes the light of the sun to reach the earth. Now, the sun is in our in our uh, galaxy. Now our galaxy is one of billions of galaxies. Compared to the universe, our galaxy is like uh, a speck of sand on the beach. Now that's just this universe. But the Chazal tells us there are seven Rakiyim, there are seven levels of the heavens. And the Kisei HaKava is all the way above that. Right? If, to reach the next galaxy, traveling at the speed of light, you may have to travel millions of years to get there. But that's just the next galaxy, not the next universe. So to get to Hashem, traveling at the speed of light, you would have to travel at the speed of light for billions and billions and billions of years, and then you would have to refill the gas in your tank. And you'd probably have to do that about a billion times till you get to the extremities of the universe. But... Gedoyla tshuva shemagas ad kisei akavod. 
Tshuva makes it all the way there. You know how quickly? Miyad. Immediately. Immediately. So Rav Shamshim Rashapaya said the following. Take the words, Kisei HaKavayr. By the way, I'll give you another illustration of this. Right? In Parshas Kisavi, it says, Moshe translated the Torah, Ba'er Heitev. What does Rashi say? Ayin L'shayna. 70. How does Rashi know Ba'er Heitev means 70 L'shaynas? So, they say, take the word Heitev, Hey Yud Tes Vav. Hey. What's Hey? Five. Hey Yud. What's Hey Yud? Fifteen. Hey Yud Tes. 24. Hey, your test. 26. Add up 5, 15, 24, 26. That's 70. That's how Rashi knew. This is the what we call the gematria, the na na nachman system of gematria. That's not really what it's called. This is just for your. Okay. Take the word kisei hakavod. Kaf is 20. Kaf samach, 80. Kaf samach aleph, 81. Kaf Samach Aleph Hey, 86. Kaf Samach Aleph Hey, Chaf, 106. Kaf Samach Aleph Hey, Chaf, Bez, 108. Kaf Samach Aleph Hey, Chaf, Bez, Vav, 114. Kaf Samach Aleph Hey, Kaf, Vav, Bez, Vav, Dalid, 120. Excuse me, 118. You add that all up, you get 713, the Gematri of Tshuva. You take Kisei HaKavad and you break it up in this way. Kaf, Kaf Samach, Kaf Samach Aleph, Kaf Samach Aleph, Hey, Kaf Samach Aleph, Hey, excuse me, Kaf Samach Aleph, Hey, Kaf, and Kaf Vez, Kaf Vav, right, Kaf Vez, Dalid, you add it all up, you get the Gematri of Tshuva. So the question is, you know, what in the world is Rav Shamshin Mashtrapalya trying to teach you by telling us this gematria, that the gematria of tshuva is kisei akavai broken up in this, in this format. So they say the following. They say, for a person to do tshuva, it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to become a tzaddik gomor. You know, okay, this year, I'm going to become, I'm going to be the next Rebel Yashiv, right? Tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be the next Rebel Moshe tomorrow. I'm going to... Do tshuva, I'm going to stay up the whole night crying and doing tshuva, and I'm going to be the gala. No, that's not how tshuva works. You know how tshuva works? Step by step by step. First is the kaf, then the kaf samach, then the kaf samach aleph, then the kaf samach aleph, kaf, right? It's behadraga, step by step. Eventually you'll get to the kisei hakavad. But if you think overnight, you know, you're going to jump into the mikvah, maybe there are people that can jump straight into the mikvah and completely make a makeover. That's possible. But for us ordinary people, probably the best way to go is be makabel, that this year you take something small, something that, no, it doesn't mean this year I'm going to learn 30 extra seconds the whole year. That's not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about something real. Something small, though. Something that you could stick to no matter what. And that is something that could have a profound impact on a person. The Medrash and the Psikta Rabbah Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Alekecha, the Medrash says like this. You know what this is like? This is like the son of the king who is very far away from the king. And, you know, he's distanced from the king. He started living a different type of lifestyle. He moved to a different country. He has no connection to his father anymore. And one day his friends tell him, 
you know what? You should really go back to your father. After all, here, here's a letter. Your father gave me a letter to give to you, and your father wants you to come back. I wants you to come back. So the kid says, no, 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 I can't. I'm too far. How could I ever cross all the terrain? How could I ever cover all the distance that I've, I've been distanced from my father? So the father sends another message, and he says like this, my entire akin, all you have to do, do is go as far as you can. Once you go as far as you can, I will go the rest of the way. That's what Shuvah is. The Yibbani Shalom says to us, Shuvu Eli, you return to me. All you got to do is you take the first step. Make some significant change. I will cover the rest of the territory. We'll get there. We don't have to travel all the way to the Kisei HaKavit. You know why? Because the Kisei HaKavit will come to us. But Hashem says, I can't take the first step. You have to take the first step. But once you take the first step, I will take you the rest of the way there. They say that the Chafetz Chaim, when he heard about that in America they had skyscrapers, and then the skyscrapers had elevators that could take you up very quickly to the highest floor, Chafetz Chaim was very overwhelmed, very overcome with emotion when he heard about the elevator. Why? Because he said, that's what Ruchnius is. Ruchnius is, you got to take the first step. Take the first step, you press the button, but once you do that, you could go flying up very, very high. But you have the guy who can't even take the first step, he wants the elevator to come to him. No, the elevator ain't coming to you, and no one's going to press the button for you. But once you press the button to let the door open, and you step on, and you press where you want the destination to be, it's very easy to get there. That's the analogy of tshuva, says the Chafetz Chaim. Tshuva is like an elevator. All you got to do, you have to make one small step. I've seen people very quickly come to a shir once a week. In a very short amount of time, they're already giving a dafiyomi shir. And we're not talking about, talking about people who never learned Gemara before. In under two years, I've seen it. People, you got to take the first step. Once you take the first step, there is no, no one knows how far that could take you, where that could lead you. It's amazing. This is what we say in Shir Hashirim. There's a medrash in Shir Hashirim. The medrash says, Pischili, the Rebbe Shalom begs us, open up. The very well-known medrash, the medrash says, Rabbi Yisrael, Amar, Amar, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yisrael, Banai, my beloved children, Pischuli Pesach Echad Shel Tshuva. Open for me an opening of Tshuva Kechudo Shamachat. Like the hole of a needle, right? The needle hole. Right? You know, the needle, the sewing needle, you stick the thread through that tiny hole. God says, I'm not asking you all of a sudden that tonight you have to stay up the whole night learning Shas, Gemara, Shitoisvis. No, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is open up, do something, do something real. And if you do something real, Ani Paiseach Lachem Psachim Sheyu Agaloi Sukronios Nechlasos. Once you open up, I'll rip it wide open. You don't know where that will lead you. It's amazing. Hashem says, but you got to take the first step. If you don't open up your heart, that hole, that tiny, almost microscopic hole, I can't do anything for you. I can't take you. The, I can't take the first step. You got to take the first. If you take the first step, Hashem says, there is no telling where it could lead you. 
the amazing story that um, Rameir Shapiro, Zechazak Levracha, once came to a shul. He was invited to, be, uh, to give a drasha. So he said, you know, what should I speak about? So they said, a Jew comes to a shul, what's the first thing you talk about? Ma Yaakov. So Rameir Shapiro said, in my mind, one of the most unbelievable thoughts I've ever heard. Ma Yaakov. What does Rashi and Chumr say on that pasuk? Ra'a bilam saw she'ein pischehen mechuvanim that the Jewish people, their doorways were not aligned. Right? Literally, they were very modest. You know, this guy's doorway was here, that guy's doorway was there, so that I couldn't see into your tent, you couldn't see into my tent. Says Rameir Shapiro, Apidrush, that's not what Bilam was jealous of. You know what Bilam was jealous of? He saw that our doors are not aligned. He saw our openings are not aligned. What does that mean? He saw that when we come to do tshuva, all we have to do is open up a tiny bit. And God opens up the world to us. Our doorways are not aligned. They're not equal. Our opening only has to be minuscule. And God is willing to open up the world to these people. Bilam could not get over that. He was so jealous. Look at the relationship we have with the Rebunisham that the Rebunisham doesn't say, okay, whatever you do, you do, and whatever you don't do, you don't do. No, that's not our relationship. The relationship we have with Hashem is like the king whose son has traveled away. And the king says, you just come as far as you can and I will come to you. Ra she'en peschehen mechuvanim. Bilam could not stand the fact that all we have to do is open up a tiny, tiny bit and Hashem says, if you take the first step, if you change just a little bit, I will help you the rest of the way. So I always think, we said this over in Rosh Hashanah, maybe, perhaps, that's one of the messages of the shoifar. The shoifar on the bottom, you have the Pesach Katan, you have the tiny little opening. That represents on our part, all we have to do is Pischuli Pesach Kechudai Shamachat. We just have to open up a tiny bit. But the top of the shoifer is open wide. Lamala. Because on Hashem's part, Hashem says, once you're willing to open up Kechudai Shamachat, then I'm willing to open up the world for you. That is the message, one of the messages, Efshar, in the shoifer. This is what Bilam cannot stand. Bilam cannot take the fact. That our openings don't have to be aligned. The person doesn't, shouldn't think and say, you know, if I'm not going to change everything, what's the point? No, Hashem is not asking us to change everything. If you could do it, but the main focus should be make small, concrete changes. And if we're able to do that, the Rebbe Shalom says, you open up the size of a needle, I will open up the world to you. Rabbi Sai, a good year.